recently the Jewish newspapers were reporting that that Jared and Ivanka Kushner, Ivanka Trump, Jared Kushner, celebrated the bat mitzvah of their daughter Arabella Rose Kushner. I'm not a presidential historian. I don't know if this is the first time that a former president of the United States had a child or grandchild having a bas mitzvah. But in any event, I thought this would be an opportune time to discuss the interesting history of the bas mitzvah celebration in the 20th century. Now, bar and bas mitzvah both really have a somewhat interesting history. The Gemara, the early sources, Chazal, Rishonim, as far as I know, make no mention of bar or bas mitzvah. There's no Gemara anywhere about a bar mitzvah. We have records going back at least 500 years, probably more, of the minog to celebrate bar mitzvahs. The Marshal, we'll discuss soon, talks about bar mitzvah. He says it was a minog of Ashkenazim in his time that they celebrated a bar mitzvah. But, 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 but there's no direct, explicit source on the topic. And as a matter of actual history, of Jewish history, bar mitzvahs were celebrated for centuries. Bat mitzvahs, bas mitzvahs, were not celebrated until relatively recently. The, the, the halachic discussion of bas mitzvah all takes place during the 20th century, 19th and the latter half of the 19th and 20th century, the last century or so, century, century and a half, is when posts can begin to grapple with what they all assert is the new phenomenon, the, the new, new Jewish practice of having a bat mitzvah, and they discuss whether it is a good practice or not. So what we're going to study tonight is a number of chuvos and other sources on the topic of bas mitzvah. We'll see how the we'll, we'll see the perspectives of the poskim. It is a mixed bag. Uh, some poskim were strongly against it. Some poskim thought it was a, a good idea. Other poskim took a, a nuanced approach. What are the issues? When, bas mitzvah sounds like a nice thing to do. What, what, what today it's quite common, but in, in contemporary times. My understanding is that bas mitzvahs are fairly common across the orthodox spectrum. Uh, in research for the share, I even called, we, we, my, we, we even contacted a sister of mine who's, who's in Lakewood area. We asked if bas mitzvahs are common in Lakewood. And she said, yeah, that most people do something, although they vary in, in size and lavishness, but people do something. So the, the differences in practice today are whether bas mitzvahs are comparable to bar mitzvahs in size and, and grandeur and so on, whether they're smaller and, and more low-key. But today, bas mitzvahs are pretty common. Again, the Jew, Jewish custom has changed in, a, in the last century or so. 200 years ago, nobody had a bas mitzvah. Today, apparently, it is quite common. So what are the issues? What's wrong with bas mitzvah? Why, why would anybody be opposed to bas mitzvah? So there are two or three issues that posts can discuss. One issue is, is bas mitzvah a Jewish practice? Are there Jewish sources? Bar mitzvah, we'll, we'll, discuss, we'll discuss what the source for bar mitzvah is, but is bas mitzvah a genuine Jewish practice or not, or is it just something made up more recently? And second, the second issue is chukas Non-Jews, Christians, Europeans have something called confirmation. It's a ceremony that, that has at least uh, religious aspects, that they, they confirm the person in, in, in his or her religion, they, that, that they have a confirmation ceremony when a, when a child reaches a certain age. And bas mitzvahs were often seen by poskim as being an attempt to 
to introduce, to import a, a Christian, a European practice into Judaism. It was seen as a sign of assimilation. So that poses the question of where we're not supposed to be, as we've discussed many times, the, the halacha is you're not supposed to import non-Jewish practices into Judaism. Of course, what, what's actually prohibited by that, as, as we've discussed also many times, is, is far from clear. There are many different opinions as to how broad a prohibition that is. These are the two main issues that Post can discuss. Is bas mitzvah an authentic Jewish practice? And, and, or, and somewhat separate question, is it something that's problematic because of chukz As we'll see throughout the evening, as we'll see, the many poskim do focus on intent, whether the intent of the people having the bas mitzvah celebration is to be more like the non-Jews, to assimilate, to adopt non-Jewish customs, or, or whether it's more for religious reasons, because they're genuinely happy and proud that their child is, uh, is being introduced to, uh, as a mitzvah to a bar or bas mitzvah. So motive is going to play a big factor, and that's one of the reasons, I think, why bas mitzvah today is less controversial than it once was, because 100 years ago, bas mitzvah was more of a sign of assimil- bas mitzvah would have been more of a sign of assimilation if Jews didn't do it on the whole, and Christians did, and Europeans did, and assimilated Jews started to do it the way they started to adopt other Christian and European habits, that, that's obviously more problematic than today, where the, most people who have bat mitzvahs are not thinking about copying Christians, they're just thinking about, let's do something to acknowledge an important milestone in our child's uh, religious life. So against this background, let's now consider some of the actual sources on the topic of bat mitzvah. One of the first and widely quoted sources, not a tshuva, but is a passage in the work in the Sefer Ben Eshchai of Rabbi Yosef Chaim of Baghdad. Rabbi Yosef Chaim of Baghdad was uh, an outstanding, outstanding Iraqi posik of a century and a half ago, one of the great, 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 great Sephardic poskim of that time. His Ben Eshchai Sefer arranged according to the Parshias Torah. He has all kinds of he records all kinds of halachic opinions and minhagim and so on. He talks about bar mitzvah talks a little bit about the, what you do at a bar mitzvah, the, the, the child should speak, say the Torah if he can, if not, the father should speak, if the father can't, they should get another Talmud Chachim to speak, there should be the Torah, and so on. And then he says, this is what happens at a, bas, at a bar mitzvah. What happens when a girl becomes bas mitzvah, he says? He says, v'gam habas b'yom mitzvahs, a, a, a girl, a daughter, the day where she becomes chayavish and mitzvahs, when she's uh, the first day of her 13th year, when she's 12 years and one day old, afal pish nagu lasuda, even though the custom is not to make a bas mitzvah, nevertheless, a party, im kolzeh, ties mecha, osuayom, she should rejoice on that day, personally, privately, v'tilbosh big Shabbos, she should wear Shabbos clothing, v'myesh le'el yada, tilbosh beged chadash, if she can afford it, she should wear a new garment in order to make a shechianu, and she should make the bracha both on the new garment and on the fact that she's now entering the old mitzvahs. Some have, some have the custom to have a birthday party every year, he says, make, make the birthday every year, uh, make, make, every year celebrate their birthday, v'cheinu agim b'beseinu. So we're not going to get into the discussion about celebrating birthdays right now in general, but bas mitzvah, this is, these are the comments of the Ben Eshchai, a couple of brief lines. He thinks that it's a, it, it is an occasion worth Worth rejoicing, re- worth rejoicing about, and he says the minig is not to have a party, but at least she should personally rejoice, and that's what she should do. Now, some of the Svardik poskim, later Svardik poskim, we'll get to their chuvas later, but some, some of the Svardik poskim, or Avadya Hadaya, 
author of Yaskilavdi, and Ravad Yosef, the author of Yechavadat and Yabiya Omer. Both of, them, both of them understand the Ben Eshchai to be, in principle, approving of Bas Mitzvah parties. He says it's not actually the Minog, but there's no reason not to do it. And they, they both understand that it really, the Ben Eshchai would agree that it, it happens to not be the Mitzvah, but it would be a good idea if we did it, and if there is a Minog, then Kalakavod, that's great. Rav Avadia brings the Ben Eshchai, and he says, Lo Nagu, in his time, the Minog was not to do it. But he says, but if you do do it, if you do do it, then Yafa Osim, you're doing well. And that's the, that, that, that's the language of the Ben Eshchai, that that's the question of Minog. The Minog was not to do it. In other words, Ravadia doesn't understand that, that he means to say that there's a Minog not to do it that should be respected. He just means we don't do it. It's not done. But, but there's, no, there's, no, uh, there's no authoritative force to that Minog. And in, they happen not to do it in his day. But it's a good idea. And if you want to do it, then it is a good idea to do it. This point, Ravadia Daya makes as well. He says that... He says that the, the Ben Eshchai thinks, in principle, it would be a good idea. It would make sense to have a party. They didn't do it. The custom wasn't to do it. But if there is a custom, certainly, Roy Vahogan Hadover. Certainly, it is appropriate. It's the right thing to do. In general, we're going to see tonight the Sfardim were more open to bas mitzvahs than the Ashkenazim were. Ashkenazim, partly because in, in, in their culture it, it was happening against the backdrop of reform and assimilation, they were much more suspicious of it. But the Sfardim all thought it was a good idea. Ben Eshchai, Ravad Yadaya, Rav Omer, they all thought it was great, and, they, and they, that's how they understand the Ben Eshchai. It's a good idea. It'd be good to have a party. It happened not to be the Minhag in, uh, in 19th century Iraq, but it is, a, it, it is a noteworthy event worth commemorating, and it would, it would be good to actually have a party. The, the Zikan Aaron, Rav Aaron Walken, one of the great poskim, one of the Gidole Hadar in Poland a century ago. He has a fiery, vehement tshuva in opposition to Bas Mitzvah. Now, in order to appreciate his tshuva, as I mentioned, his tshuva, his tshuva is being written against the, against the backdrop of reform. And you can see that from, the, from the, the introduction to the tshuva. I didn't reproduce the whole thing, but he says he wants to address three minhagim. That in, in a certain community, that uh, there, there were three minhagim that the modernizers were trying to institute. The first one is Kolbi Isha Erva, to have women in part of a choir that would accompany the chazan. The second one is an organ, to play an organ during the week only, but an organ at weddings. The third one is Konfirmatsian Lenaros, confirmation for girls, Chag Abagrus, the holiday, the, the, the celebration of their adulthood in the Beis Knesses. They would have a, a confirmation celebration in the shul, and there'd be, there would be taruvas anashim v'nashim, he's very concerned about this, that there would be a mixture of men and women, a commingling of the sexes, which is not appropriate. Younger people, older people, would be all, all, kinds of, uh, all kinds of taruvas, he says. This is terrible, he says. This is, uh, it, it's a terrible violation of tneus. Moreover, he says, even if these things were inherently good things, bas mitzvah and so on, even if these things were inherently good, he brings a famous midrash that Rashi brings in his Pirush on Chumash. It says, the Torah says, don't build a matzeva. A matzeva is a kind of stone that was used for worship to offer karbanas, similar to a mizbech, but it's, uh, it, it's, it's different. It's built out of a single stone. The Torah says, matzeva, do not erect a matzeva, asher Hashem alokecha. A matzeva is something that, uh, that Hashem hates. So Rashi, based on the Sifri, Rashi says, 
It's Evan Achas, unlike a Mizbeach, which is built of multiple stones attached together. Mateva is a single stone that was used to offer Karbanos. And Asher Sane Hashem Alokecha, Rashi brings the Midrash that it, it wasn't it wasn't sunny at the time of the Avos. The Avos made Matseva. The Yaakov made a Matseva to offer to offer to, to offer to Hashem. But now Hashem is sunny because the Kananim, because the because the pagans now use it to worship their gods. Hashem spurns it, and we no longer make Matseva. And that's the principle that even things that may have at one time been one time been, uh, been, been, been worthy, but if they become identified with paganism, we reject it. And therefore, even if these things were good, since the goal is to copy the reform, he says, and that's what they do, and, then, and they're trying to copy the non-Jews to the Goyim and the Poshe Yisrael, this is terrible, we would have to fight all of this, we cannot accept this. But beyond that, he says, it's, it's inherently wrong as well. He says, it's, uh, he says all these things have halachic problems as well. With regard to Bas Mitzvah, he says, Achron Hichbid, it's the most serious of all of these. He says they want to have mixed gatherings of men and women, Bachurim Besulos, and young men and women together to celebrate her, her coming into her adulthood. He says all, all the issues of Pritzus and Tiyuv, it is, it, it is uh, morally repulsive, he says, in terms of, the, in terms of the, 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 the gender morality. Also, he says it's, uh, it's, it's prohibited due to the prohibition of Bechukosem Lotelechu, because you're copying the customs of the non-Jews. He says that the, it's a terrible thing. He says, since Bas Mitzvah has no real, he says, has no real religious worth in the first place, he says, uh, and it's a, new, it's a new institution, it's against the, the traditional custom, no one ever had Bas Mitzvah. We shouldn't change, in general it's wrong to just change religious practice without, a good, with, without any reason, he says, certainly here, where it's a serious issur, it's a violation of Avodah Zarah because of Chukas Goyim, they're trying to copy the Goyim. It's a violation of Arayas because it's, uh, we don't have proper separation of the genders. He says, someone who's matter such a thing is a Zakein Mamre, the rebellious elder who flouts the, the, the religious consensus. A Machsikba, and someone who supports this terrible custom, is Kizarik Evan Lamarkulis. It's like someone who throws a stone, which is a form of worship of an Avodah Zarah called Markulis. He's accursed, and he shall be separated from the assembly of God. So the Kanaran was furiously opposed to Bas Mitzvahs. The, the issues he raises about mingling of the sexes, so this is also something where societal norms have evolved. The medieval standards of Tzniyos are very different from the ones in, ones in place today. I don't think this kind of Aaron would have been a big fan of the kiddush we have in shul every week, where all the men and women uh, mingle together in the same room and talk and so on. And you know, even today, some shul, some shuls do it differently. Some shuls have a mechitza and men and women on different sides. Some shuls have a central table with men and women on a separate side. Some shuls try to uh, improve the practice. So these these standards vary from community to community. They evolve over time. There's a famous <coughs> there's a famous discussion about the the sefer Hasidim says that you don't say at a wedding in a case in, 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 if men and women are sitting together. That the, the special bracha, that, 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 that God in God's presence, in God's abode, there is simcha. You don't say that when men and women are, are seated together because since that's a violation of modesty norms, it's inappropriate to say But other Akronim say, the Levush, I think, says, uh, today we're used to it. Today women are more integrated into general society. Men and women are together more. It doesn't have the same uh, problem of erva today. We're used to it. But today the halach is different. 
So this is something that Post can discuss in the laws of erva a lot, that there certain aspects of erva are immutable, but certain aspects of erva depend on societal norms. So having men and women together at a celebration is certainly something that, even today, customs vary between shuls, between communities. But that, that's his first issue. He calls it a, a bizrayu darayos. He calls it pritzus uh, and, and tiyuv. It's terrible to have the, the mingling of the sexes at, at bas mitzvahs. Not sure what happened at bar mitzvahs, but apparently it was worse at bas mitzvahs. And, and furthermore, he says, it's a blatant and, uh, and unacceptable attempt to copy non-Jewish practice, to assimilate, to, 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 to bring in alien customs to Judaism. That violates the prohibition of chukas agayim. The Torah warned us about it, he says, seven times. The, the, Torah, the Torah warns us to shiva lo and a mitzvah saseh. He says that it's uh, seven, the Torah reiterates seven times, don't do this, and shnei mitzvah say to be separate from the goyim. Therefore, the Zikhan was vehemently opposed to bas mitzvahs. But again, as we've been noting, his opposition has to be, has to be viewed against the backdrop of the, the fight against the reform and the standards of tzniyos that were prevalent in his day that he felt were being flouted by bas mitzvahs. A rather more lenient view, or at least more nuanced view, is the, is the view of Rav Yechiel Yaakov Weinberg. In, his, in the three-day age, Rav Weinberg was one of the most fascinating rabbinic figures of the 20th century, and this tshuva on bas mitzvah is one of his most famous and most widely cited tshuvas. Rav Weinberg was, uh, was really a man of two worlds. He was, he was raised and trained in the Lithuanian yeshivas, in the great traditional yeshivas, but he also was, was a German, and he was a man of... Uh, he, he, he studied in the German yeshivas as well, and he, and he was a man of, of science and education. And in some ways, he was, a, uh, he, he, he was deeply religious, he was deeply committed to orthodoxy, but in some ways he was more modern and progressive, certainly more nuanced than many of his contemporaries. And a few of his tshuvas in the three-day age are famous for their, for their nuance, for their uh, kind of sophistication and moderation. And this is one of them, his tshuva on bas mitzvah. He was asked by a, uh, by a certain rabbi, he, he identifies by his initials, and he says he was the Rav Rashi Be'er Gedola B'Tzarfas in a large city in France. The context is important because in other tshuvas as well, the Sri De'esh is particularly sensitive to the conditions of orthodoxy in a given location. What, what Polish Jewish communities and Hasidic Jewish communities, traditional Jewish communities need is different from what German Jewish communities need, what more assimilated communities in France need. This question came out of France. The rabbi, the question was about bas mitzvahs. The question is, are bas mitzvahs legitimate? The rabbi apparently was inclined towards strictness. The rabbi thought it would be a, it could be a real problem. He was not sure he should tolerate bas mitzvahs, and he asked he asked Rav Weinberg. He asked Rav Yaakov Weinberg, "Should I allow bas mitzvahs in my community? Is it a problem of b'chuksem Is it an issue of?" copying the non-Jews, aping the non-Jews, as we saw in the Zikhanarit. So, says Rav Weinberg that, first he goes through a very, very long and detailed discussion of B'chukosayim Lotelechu, pages and pages. We've touched on this, a num- we've discussed this a number of times in the past, how many we shown him say that the Isra is only if the custom has roots in, in paganism or in superstition or in modesty, but a harmless custom, a custom that has a, a legitimate rationale is a logical custom, is not included in Mechuk Lotelechu. Rav Weinberg has a, a detailed exploration of Mechuk Lotelechu, the parameters. We're not going to get into his analysis, but he goes on for pages discussing different various opinions about what exactly is prohibited 
by the prohibition as we often point out, we wear western dress we wear suits that are produced by the same tailors and designers that the rest of the world wears again, Hasidim have, uh, have frozen their dress in time to several centuries ago but uh, most of the Jewish world wears the modern dress we drive modern cars, we eat modern foods we eat pizza and sushi and wherever the latest food crate craze is there are apparently some who, when they first started eating sushi or pizza, actually suggested, not sure how seriously, that these were issues of a chukusayim lo telechu. But our minute today is we eat whatever the popular foods are, and we eat as long as it's kosher. So what exactly is prohibited by the chukusayim lo telechu? So he goes on at some length, discussing various different opinions, various interpretations of a chukusayim lo telechu. And getting back to the bas mitzvah question, at the end of the tshuva, he writes as follows. He says his, 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 his position on bas mitzvah He's not totally against, he's not totally in favor, but he gives a somewhat, uh, he's more in favor than against, and he gives the following, the following uh, nuanced uh, position. He says, confirmation. The non-Jews do confirmation. He says, we can argue that that's of a desire. It's a religious thing. They confirm them in there. They, they, and they, they test, they used to test, they, they used to or still do test them on their religious beliefs. It has an element of a desire, perhaps, he says. Then, argue, the, yes, any custom that, that, that is fundamentally religious of another religion is a violation of Bukhusayim Lo Telechu, and that would be a reason to prohibit the Jewish version of Bas Mitzvah as well. However, reductio ad absurdum, he says, if that's the case, we should prohibit Bar Mitzvahs as well, because that's also a, a form of confirmation. They do it for boys and girls. So let's prohibit Bar Mitzvahs as well. We should ask for davening, because they daven to their, they pray to their gods. How far do you want to take this, he says. Anything that they do for a religious purpose, and we do as well, has to be prohibited. That, that's obviously absurd. You have to say, he says, that, that he says, we do it. We don't do it for Avodah he says. We do it for, to celebrate adulthood of the children. The, the reform, he says, even the reform, even the reform who are not committed to, to observance, he says, they don't do it, he, unlike the Zakan Aaron who says that we're doing it to imitate the non-Jews, that's not why they do it, he says. They want to celebrate, they want to have a family celebration, celebrating that their kids are reaching adulthood. It's a natural thing to do, he says. It's not a, it's not a deliberate attempt to incorporate non-Jewish customs, he says. He says, and, and the ones who propose it, the, the, the ones who are faithful to tradition, they say they're doing it to strengthen the girls, the feelings, emotions of love for yadus and mitzvahs, and to inspire her with pride on, on Judaism, and, and she's, she's the daughter of an Am Gadol Vakadosh of a great and holy people. The Goyim do it as well, he says. They do confirmation. What does it have to do with us? They, they do their thing, we do our thing. Our thing is meant as a, a religious celebration. At, at worst, it's a family celebration. At best, it's a religious celebration. They pray also, yes, Hey, Ms. Palalim, Vakarim, Vaknesiyah, Shalahem. We do it for uh, we do it for Hashem, and they do it for uh, for Avodah That's not a problem. So the fact that their confirmation may have idolatrous may, may be idolatrous. What does it have to do with us? Our bar, our bar and bas mitzvahs are religious or family celebrations. They're not meant to be Avodah at all, so they're fine. He says. Now some people point out that earlier generations never had bar, never had bas mitzvahs. This is a fact. All the posts can testify to this, that before 100, 150 years ago, no one ever heard of a bas mitzvah. There was no such thing. So some religious conservatives said, we don't innovate. It wasn't done. If it was good, the old-time religion, it was good enough for our grandparents, it's good enough for us. Why are we changing the religion? Says Rav Weinberg, that is a mistake, and this is perhaps the most famous part of the tshuva. Says Rav Weinberg, that is a mistake. 
you have to take into account the evolution in Jewish society, in world society, he says, in previous generations, they didn't have to have, they didn't have to take chinuch of, of, of girls that seriously, because every Jew was full of Torah and Yerushalayim. I, I would think Rav Weinberg is exaggerating a little bit, he, he's perhaps painting a little bit more of an idyllic picture of what life looked like several hundred years ago, I mean, it's true that there wasn't reform, but whether everyone was really so pious and was really Malay Torah Yerushalayim, I'm not sure. But he says, Rav Salvechik says similar things, that there were Arab Shabbos Yidin in previous generations. They lived, they lived the life of Judaism, not just book, book knowledge, but everyone walked around with the air was full of, was full of Yadus, full of Yiddishkeit. He says, that, he, says he, he, he uses Mamash that language, Gam Ha'avir, the air in every, the, the, the atmosphere in every Jewish city was Malay Umamula, was full and filled with with the Reach and Ruach of Yadus, he waxes poetic hair, how, how the, the world used to be, the world that was, the world used to be so Jewish, and girls who grew, in a, who grew up in a Jewish house, they absorbed the, the spirit of Judaism in, uh, in, in their midst without any particular act, uh, act of chinuch. They, they virtually nursed it from their, from their mothers, he says. They, they grew up with it in their mother's milk. Today, he says, Nishtanu Adarashini Atzim, times are very different today, he says, the influence of the street, Tashpat Sarachov, works to uproot from the heart of the youth, every boy and girl, any uh, vestige of, of Judaism, he says, and the girls go to non-Jewish schools or to secular Jewish schools. They, they don't really make an effort to instill upon, within their hearts a love for Torah, love for Torah and for the holy minhagim of, 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 of Yiddishkeit, he says. Therefore, he says, today, the conditions of chinuch today, it absolutely is necessary for us to focus all our efforts on the chinuch of girls. And then he gets into a discussion of the Beis Yaakov movement. He says that was a tremendous revolution, a good revolution, he says, to introduce chinuch. This was never done in the past. Why wasn't that a violation of the Jewish tradition? Because the times have changed. Today it's necessary. Because of culture, because of emancipation, because of whatever it is, the, 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 the world in which we live has changed. There's no going back. Therefore, Beis Yaakov is necessary. And Bas Mitzvah is necessary for the same reason, we, that girls are not just going to become pious and deeply believing and committed, committed Jews just by growing up in their father's homes. We need a more active and direct effort to instill them with pride and warmth and positive feelings towards their Judaism. Therefore, he says, Shuras the logical approach, he says, and V'chovas Ha'ikrona pedagogy and the, the obligation of pedagogic principles, he says, is Mechayev Kemat. It virtually tells us Bach Mitzvah is a necessity. It's not even optional, he says. You can argue it's necessary to celebrate for daughters as well, her, her arrival at the Chi of Mitzvahs. And this discrimination, he says, Haplia, Zusha, Osim, the, the discrimination between boys and girls, we're, we're, t- we're, telling, the, we're, we're, we're telling girls that, that, that you don't matter, he says, that, that we're not taking their religion seriously. It's, uh, it, 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 it's insulting to them, he says, Pogas, Kasha, Berikshi, Ha'anoshi. It uh, wounds deeply their, their, their human feelings of the, of the Bas that, 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 uh, that we're not taking her, her arrival at uh, Jewish adulthood seriously. And that uh, in other areas, he says, uh, we already granted women uh, emancipation and rights. He says, and, and, and it, it, it terribly says in schooling, they, that they get advanced schooling and that they can study everything except Torah. We're going to downplay their, their, their religious development. That doesn't make any sense, he says, to the extent that we're giving them opportunity and giving them education to do that for everything and not for Torah, he says, not to make a big deal out of their, out of their milestones in Torah and Yiddishkeit, he says, that is something that he, is, he thinks is wrong and he, and he would strongly argue in favor of bar, Bas Mitzvah. 
That being said, he says, With all this, he says, I'm inclined to allow bas mitzvah. He's not totally full-throated about it, despite the previous paragraph, but he says, my inclination is to permit bas mitzvah. However, he agrees to a ruling of Ramosha Feinstein, which we'll discuss soon, that you shouldn't have it in the shul. Even when there's no issue of priests, even when there are no men in the shul, you shouldn't have it in the shul. We'll see Ramosha's tshuva soon, why he, why he recommends that. You should have it in a private house or in a hall. And he says the rav should make sure to infuse it. It shouldn't just be a party. The rav should infuse it with religious meaning. He should, he should give her an inspiring speech and, and, and encourage her to keep all the mitzvahs, especially the, the benad v'lamakom, kashra, shabbos, taras mishpacha, raise her children properly, supporting her husband in limur Torah and keeping mitzvahs, and looking for a husband who's a talmud chacham and a these are all reasons to, to, to permit bar mitzvah, bas mitzvah, even, even those who are very strict with chuksagayim and take a much, a much harder line than that, that even things that are not pagan are usher. But even, even according to the Nachmirim, the necessity for a bas mitzvah is great today, and strong arguments can be made for allowing bas mitzvah. He says, this is my opinion, he says, but Lemaise, he goes back and says, it's not so simple. Lemaise, he says, we do have to carefully look at why people are doing this, why people want this bas mitzvah. If they're doing it l'shem mitzvah, then yes, then all the arguments he made before apply. If Khalila, he says, they're doing it to copy the, the minim, the reform, the non-Jews, he says, that would be terrible. He says, now I know, he says, I, I, I'm not unaware, he says, that there are among the Ureim, among the, the Haredim, among the, the, the very from, he says, there are those who say, are not interested in, uh, are not interested in, in making these kind of sober, rational analyses, they're not interested in the halacha, he says, they just say, their feelings, their, their feelings are that it's an affront to Judaism to say that we know better and we can improve and change Judaism. They have a very strong sense of tradition, he says. There is, there is such a perspective in Judaism. But he says, Darche Shalom, he says, and we, we should respect that as well. However, they shouldn't forget, he says, to, to at least be fair to those who are in favor of bas mitzvahs. We can respect their shita, he says, but they, they in turn should, should, should recognize that many people who are in favor of bas mitzvahs are doing it in a, in a well-meaning way, because it's good for the girls. Chinuch, he says, they also are very concerned about preserving the Chinuch and the Mesorah. They have a different approach to how to do it, but they should respect the fact that not everyone agrees to their strong reactionary perspective, he says, and, be, and, and who feel, like he said before, that in this dar with, uh, with, 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 uh, with the environment being so challenging, he says, they should recognize that there are well-meaning, sincere people who believe that a bas mitzvah is important, he says, good. And therefore he tells this Rav, his final word is, he tells this Rav, since most of your kahila does want the bas mitzvah, you shouldn't object. Apparently the Rav was opposed to it. The Rav asked Rav Weinberg whether he should fight it. He says, no, you shouldn't object. Given that Rav Weinberg himself thinks it's probably a good idea, and certainly a good case can be made for it, and if most of your kahila wants it, you shouldn't fight them on it. He says, However, you should make sure that, that, that the bas mitzvah has the right meaning. It shouldn't become a party, he says. It shouldn't just become a party. It should be a source for strengthening and infusing them with Ruach HaTorah and mitzvahs in the hearts of Benos Yisrael. So Rav Weinberg, in summary, acknowledges that bas mitzvah is not a Jewish tradition. He acknowledges that it's a reform. However, he says it's a good reform. There's very good reason for it. And given the conditions today, and the, given, given the need to actively be mechanech girls and bolster and buttress their pride and their commitment to Judaism, Bas Mitzvah, he thinks, is a good way to do that. He admits it's not traditional, he says, and he admits that there could be people who are doing it out of impure motives. 
Uh, originally, that they, they want to do it for, for good reasons, for religious reasons, or at worst, for, for reasons of family celebration. Later in the tshuva, he concedes that potentially some people will be doing it for assimilative reasons, to just be more like the less like traditional Jews and more like Europeans, more like modern people. That would be chalila, he says. That would be terrible. But Lemaisi says, we, and, he, and, he, and he admits that there are well-meaning, conservative, reactionary types who think that any change from the Messorah they have an automatic, uh, automatic hostility to. However, he says the, 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 the other perspective is valid as well, and he thinks that the, the bas mitzvah on balance is a good thing, and therefore he says, certainly if in your shul people want it, you don't need to fight them, you should go along with it. Ramosha Feinstein, mentioned briefly by Rav Weinberg, Ramosha Feinstein was opposed to bas mitzvahs. Ramosha Feinstein has wrote three tshuvas on the subject. First one is dated Shvat Tufshin Tazayan, that is 1956. The second one is dated Tufshin Yutes, that is Sivan Tufshin Yutes, that's 59. Third one is Tufshin, the, the third one is, um, I think actually, actually, the middle one is undated. The first one is the 56 one, the next one is the 59 one. In all the chuvas, he was skeptical to downright hostile to Bas Mitzvah. First chuva. He says people want to have some kind of celebration for bas mitzvah. Absolutely not in a shul. Not even at night when people are not around. He says, we don't do divrei rishus in a basic knesset. A shul is for religious, religious services, religious, religious functions. Bas mitzvah is a purely secular, at best, function. Even our shuls that are built with t'nai to do certain things in shuls, he says, we eat in shuls and so on. We don't do secular things in shuls. The ceremony of bas mitzvah, hu vaday rishus, the hevel ba'alma. It is not religiously meaningful. It is hevel ba'alma. It's nonsense, he says. Maybe it's not Osir, he says, but it, it's certainly not of any religious significance. There is no basis for being matter to do it in shul. Certainly, he says, it's not just neutral, but the makar is from the reform and the conservative. Certainly, uh, a ceremony which has no religious meaning and... Uh, no legitimate religious meaning and is uh, and and stems from reform and conservative influ- influences. He says, "This is uh, you cannot do this in a shul. If the father wants to make a party, he can do it in his house." He says, "But absolutely, it's not a sudas mitzvah." He says, "Bar mitzvah is a sudas mitzvah. Bas mitzvah is not a sudas mitzvah. It's just like a birthday." He says, "It's nothing more than a birthday. Bas mitzvah has zero religious significance. It's a simple birthday party." It's Hevel, it's nonsense. If anything, it's Max of Reform and Conservative influences and does not belong in a shul. That is his first shul. He says, the, he says, really, he says, I would, if I had the power, I would be Mavatel Bar Mitzvahs as well, because he says, Kiyadua doesn't actually bring anybody closer to Tari Mitzvahs, he says, not even the Bar Mitzvah boy himself, not even for a moment, not even for one hour, he says. On the contrary, it often causes Chil Shabbos. People drive on Shabbos, I guess, to get to the Bar Mitzvah. The American bar mitzvahs, he thinks, are, worthless, are probably worthless as well, he says. But still, bar mitzvahs, he says, that they do have a source. We'll discuss the source in more detail soon. So, kasha levatel, I'm not going to be mevatel bar mitzvah. It's hard to mevatel bar mitzvah. But to introduce bas mitzvah, he says, which has no makar mitzvah at all, even, he, even in your house, it would be better, he says, not also, he says, but it would be better to not have a bas mitzvah either. But in a shul, it's absolutely usher. You shouldn't have it at all if, if you listen to his recommendation, but you certainly shouldn't do it in the shul, and shul is absolutely awesome. In a second tshuva, someone asked him, why? Why are you so opposed to bas mitzvahs? 
Why isn't it like bar mitzvahs? A bar, a bar mitzvah, he's, he, a boy becomes mechoyev in mitzvahs. A bas mitzvah, a girl becomes mechoyev in mitzvahs. So why are you so emphatic that it's not a suda's mitzvah, that it has no religious significance? What's the difference? He says, so Ramosha says, so the, the answer is, he says, because, he says, with a girl, the, the change from being not mechoyev to mechoyev in mitzvahs is not as noticeable and pronounced. He says, a boy, he says, you, he says, a boy, he says, a boy, you start counting him for a minion, and uh, a zimun and a minion, he says, a boy starts participating in public religious life. A girl, he says, doesn't have those things. So even though privately she starts doing mitzvahs, and we know that she's even mitzvahs, you don't, it's not a suda's mitzvah, he says, because since, it's, since, it, since the, the difference is not as manifest as with a boy, Therefore, he says, we don't have a party. Even though, yes, that there is the same simcha, he says, it's, he says but, the, but you don't have a party for it because you don't have the party for it because it's not nikar. That's from Moshe's Chiddush, that even though, yes, uh, it, there is internal simcha that she's chayavis and mitzvahs, since it's not a, a visible and distinct and noticeable thing, you, uh, you, um, we, we, you don't have a party. That's Ramosh's second shuva. His third shuva in Sivan Tafshin Yates, his third shuva is interesting because of the, who it was addressed to also. It was addressed to Harav Meir Kahana Shlita, Rav Bahoward Beach, New York. That is the Meir Kahana, who at that time was a pulpit rabbi, who uh, subsequently became famous for other things. So he was apparently, he wrote to Ramosh about, uh, about this bat mitzvah. He apparently thought it was a good idea. According to, I don't know much about Kahana, but according to his Wikipedia article, he did devote uh, efforts in his early career. He focused on strengthening orthodoxy and strengthening observance, and he, he was not a, his community apparently was not a very firm community, but he tried hard to, to push them toward observance and orthodoxy. And he apparently felt that having a bas mitzvah would be good for promoting orthodoxy. He actually wanted to encourage bas mitzvahs. He thought it would have a good effect on the, the religious observance of his congregation. Ramosha said, again, he reiterated the same kind of stance as his earlier chuvas. He says, Ein Indian sudas mitzvah. It's like a birthday party, which is rishus, religiously neutral. Can't do it in shul. He says, to make a kiddush, he says, you want to make a kiddush? Yeah, the men gets to make kiddushes for, for life cycle events. Bechal simcha shi'esh la'adam. Yeah, the simcha bas mitzvah is not worse than anything else to make a kiddush for. So you can have a kiddush for a bas mitzvah. You can say, you can speak in honor of the bas mitzvah at the kiddush, he says. That you can do. And if that's what you want, to encourage her to be observant, that, 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 will, that, that will serve the purpose, he says. But you shouldn't say it uh, on the bima. You, you shouldn't say it like religious drushes on the bima. You should say it next to the shulchan, that, that you make the kiddush there, he says, and then next to the table. And he says, but apparently he had already scheduled the bas mitzvah. He went to, kind of wanted to know, does he have to cancel it? So he says, if you could cancel it and say, policy change, we're not having bas mitzvahs, or not, not, at least not in this fashion. If you can do it without humiliation for yourself, he said, without zilusil, the kvot terasso, he says, and, 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 and without causing machlokas, he says, then to, to, if you can convert into a kiddush, he says, that would be the right thing to do. But if it might cause machlokas, he says, or if it might cause you, you personal humiliation, he says, for having to renege and retract what you plan to do, you can leave it, he says. This is the one, the one you already scheduled, you can leave, but Lahaba, going forward, he says, you should only do Kiddush, with the same Kiddush for other Simchas, you should not make it into a real Bas Mitzvah Suda. 
What about this Toeles that you think it'll promote observance, he says? On the contrary, I think, like he says in the other tshuva, it'll, I think it'll cause problems, Chil Shabbos, he says. And again, even boys, I don't see any great Toeles from this, he says, to bring them closer to Torah and mitzvahs. Infamously, many boys, the last time that had anything to do with Judaism was at their bar mitzvah, they prepared, they studied, and they never put on tefillin again, or never, never said another Jewish word again. That's what Moshe is alluding to. And even if there's a particular girl who you see in your position as rabbi, who uh, you think for her it will be beneficial, most of the girls are not like that, he says. And therefore, bas mitzvah is a newfangled thing. Even in the late 50s, Moshe called it a newfangled thing. You should, in general, the, the policy should be opposed to it, not to encourage such things. Below machlokas, again, don't make a machlokas out of it, but the... But Ramosha is unequivocally against bas mitzvahs. As I said, the Sfardim were much more sympathetic to bas mitzvahs. Yaskil Avdi, Ravadi Hadaya, in Tammuz Tavshin Tezvav, in 1955, he was asked by by an official in the Israeli uh, Misrad Zatost, in in, in the Ministry of Religion. This was, let me just check who it was, it was, I think, a a relatively well-known figure who asked him, um, it was Shlomo Zalman Kahana. I, I forget. I forget exactly who he was at the at the, at. The, but but but, but he, he was a figure of the. He was a figure who headed the Menayel Akloli, the the head of the Misrata Datot of some or some aspect of the Misrata Datot. A fellow asked him also about uh, what's the story with Bas Mitzvahs. Uh, is it become more common lately? He says among Jews, he says. So, so Ravadia starts with the fact that uh, the minute today is to do it, and he says, he says that the reason we do it is for equality, because we, we don't want to discriminate against girls. That We want to make the boys and girls equal, he says. So just like we have bar mitzvah, we have to have bas mitzvah. We don't want to make girls jealous of their brothers, or of our voice. He seems to think that's a good reason. He doesn't, discuss, he doesn't even discuss the question of copying the guy, and he just says, we, want to, we don't want girls to feel left out. That's a good reason, he seems to, he implies. That, that itself is a good reason to, to, to make the girls feel included. Is there actually a source in Judaism per se for bas mitzvah? So he proposes a couple of reasons. One of the reasons is the obvious reason, that when a girl becomes 12, and one day she's chayavis in mitzvahs. Not all mitzvahs, women are not chayav in all mitzvahs, but they're chayav in some mitzvahs. Just like bar mitzvah is chayav in, certain, in his mitzvahs. Therefore it makes a lot of sense that just like a bar mitzvah there is a chiyuv, so too, there's a, a sudas mitzvah, so too a bas mitzvah, there's a sudas mitzvah. Then he brings the ben and says the ben also seems to fail that a suda is appropriate. He says it wasn't the minig in his time. But if you have the minig, then great, why not? It's, it's a perfectly legitimate thing to have a suda for, unlike Ramosha, who has arguments that it's not a sudas mitzvah, it's hevel, and it's, 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 it's rishus, and it's just like a birthday. Ravadi Hadaya thinks it's pashut, that it is a, makes sense that it's a sudas mitzvah. The Makar for Bar Mitzvah, I, I don't know the history, I don't know how far back we have documentation of Bar Mitzvahs, but one of the earliest discussions, I think, that we have of Bar Mitzvah is by the Marshal, Roshlom Luria, in the 16th century, the, one of the great Ashkenazic postkim in Poland of that time. He says, in one of his farm, he says that in the Yamshel Shlomo, he's, in, in passing, he says, the Minog of Ashkenazim is to celebrate a Bar Mitzvah. What's the source for it? Where do we find in Chazal and Aramisara anything about Bar Mitzvah? He has a very interesting source. He says, one of the Chachme Gemara, one of them, Arayim, Rav Yosef, was blind. And the Gemara brings a debate whether, whether the Summa, a blind person, is Chayiv in Mitzvahs or Potter in Mitzvahs. So he says, Rav Yosef had a couple of versions, but his Maskana was, 
if somebody would tell me, Rav Yosef did mitzvahs anyway, even though he wasn't mechoyev, he might not have been mechoyev, he did mitzvahs regardless. Rav Yosef said, according to the conclusion of the Gemara, he, he said, if somebody would tell me that I am actually mechoyev, that assume is chayev in mitzvahs, I would make a yom tov. I would make a celebration. Why? Because we paskin that the maskana is, one who does mitzvahs when he's mitzvah, when he's commanded, is greater, gets more schar than someone who does mitzvahs on a voluntary basis. On a, and therefore, if someone would tell me I'm a chuyiv, I would make a yom I would make a festive day for the rabbis. Says the marshal, so what's he saying? He's saying that if someone told me he was chayiv in mitzvahs, he would make a yontif, he would make a party, a bar mitzvah. He wasn't even, he wasn't becoming chayiv in mitzvahs, he was just being informed. They were, they were just passing that he's chayiv in mitzvahs. So certainly, he says, if you actually become chayiv in mitzvahs, you hit your 13th birthday in one more day, you hit, that, 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 it's, the, it's, it's the first day of your, of your 14th year, certainly you make, a, you make a party. And it's a pseudos mitzvah, the marshal says. That's the famous makar of the marshal for the idea that, there's a, that it's a pseudos mitzvah to have a party on your bar mitzvah. Says Ravadi Hadaya. The exact same thing applies for a bas mitzvah. He says, she's also mechoyevus in mitzvahs. Maybe fewer mitzvahs than a boy, but she's also chayevus in mitzvahs. So why shouldn't she celebrate that? Putting aside all of all Yechiel Yaakov Weinberg's arguments about chinuch and about instilling in her pride and uh, an interest in Judaism, it's a mitzvah. She's chayev in mitzvahs. It's good to celebrate that. Just like we celebrate it for boys. Why shouldn't you celebrate it for girls? Why was it not the custom in earlier generations? I don't know. But to Cesar of Adi Hadaya, He's not coming from this whole perspective of assimilation and copying the non-Jews. He just says, even though there's no real, even though there's no explicit makar for it, there's no explicit makar for bar mitzvahs either in the early sources. And even though, and even though it was not the minute traditionally says, but why shouldn't you do it? It's a perfectly good thing to do, and it would be a sudas mitzvah. Ravad Yosef has a couple of chuvas on the topic, one in Yechavadat, one in Yabiyah Omer, both of which he takes more or less the same line, he disagrees with Ramosha. He says it absolutely is a sudas mitzvah, like Ravad Yehadaya, to celebrate Abbas mitzvah. In Yabiyah Omer, he says, Nishalti, Mikarov. It's a recent custom, he acknowledges, but recent custom is to celebrate Bas mitzvahs when the girl reaches 12 years and one day old. Is there any source in halacha? He also discusses whether you say Baruch Shepatarani on a girl. We're not going to get into that part of the tshuva. Regarding Bas mitzvahs, he says, should you make a suda of a Bas mitzvah? Bevadayesh mitzvah, he says, certainly there's a mitzvah to have a suda and a simcha for a bas mitzvah. Marshal says that the, the whole point of bar mitzvah is to celebrate being chayav in mitzvahs. The girl has exactly the same argument. She's also chayavus in mitzvahs. That's what the Benesh Chai implies, even though he says the minig wasn't to do it, as we said before. He says that he's mashma, you don't do it, but it wasn't the custom. But if you do do it, that's great. That's what Ravadia Adaya says. Says Rav, says Rav Avadia, I saw Ramosha Feinstein, he saw the first of the three tshuvas, and Yabi Omer, I think he only quotes the first of the three tshuvas, and Yechavadat, I think he quotes the first two, not the one to Rabbi Merikahana. But he says, he brings Ramosha, and he says, why shouldn't it be a mitzvah? He says, Ein dvarav mechuvarim, one she's nichnesel, a mitzvah svahavi kigidola, a mitzvah svahamitzvah vaosa, in a woman's mitzvah. So, good. So, that, so, that, so like, the Ben is right. Why, why shouldn't we, we celebrate that? Why shouldn't it be a pseudos mitzvah, like the Marshal says? Ramosha is not correct. Regarding Ramosha's other, uh, regarding Ramosha's addition to that, that if, if it's not Nikar, she doesn't participate in Minyanim and so on. It's not as Nikar, so we don't, so even though there's Simcha, we don't have a pseudo for that, he says. Says Ravadia and Yechavadat, Ein Dvarim Chuvarim Lahalacha. He is not correct. He says, 
Where does this come from? He says, where do you find such a chelik that it has to do with whether it's nicker or not nicker? He says, where does this come from? He says, you become mitzvah you become chayavis and mitzvahs, he says. So why shouldn't that apply to a girl? The, the girl's also chayavis and mitzvahs. The ikr is like we said, he says, that the girls have bas mitzvahs as well. They should have a suda of simcha and hadah for Hashem that she merited to reach the age of bas mitzvah, become chayavis and mitzvahs, and that's Ravadi Adaya's position. And that is Ravadi Yosef's position as well. Certainly, he says, he, certainly if you, if you say Torah and Shiras and Tishbachos, it certainly is a Sudas Mitzvah, he says. And therefore, he concludes his tshuva by saying, Hanachlehem li Yisrael, the, the Jews have, have begun doing it. Again, I always point out, when Postkim like a minhag, they say, Minhag Mavatel Halacha, Hanachlehem li Yisrael, Bnei Nevi'im When they don't like a minhag, they say, Minhagos Yoskehenim, and Rechayev Timavatel, this minhag, it's a minhag ra and shtus. This minhag Ravadia feels is correct, so he says, Hanachlehem li Yisrael, Bnei Nevi'im Heim. Jews are imbued with a kind of implicit prophecy. If this is the minog, we should justify it and embrace it, especially because he thinks it makes a lot of sense, and not look for reasons to say that maybe it's wrong, even if it was not historically the minog, he says. So again, we have Ravavadia, Hadaya, Ravadia Yosef, saying it's a great minhag, it's, it's good. We have the Zikhan saying it's terrible because of the pritzus and because of the assimilation and chukas agayim. We have Ramosha saying it's uh, it's it's neutral, but it's it's neutral, but it's hevel. It's 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 not religiously significant at all, and it has and it smacks of reform and conservative influences. Ashkenazim, we said, are, are largely stricter, and then we have Rehil Yaakov Weinberg, who is not as quite as wholeheartedly embracing of it as the Svardimar. He, he he still acknowledges it was never the minhag, and and and, and we should have respect for the tradition. On the other hand, he feels that the conditions of chinuch and the conditions of society and the nexus of Jewish and non-Jewish society today is such that it's very different from earlier generations. We shouldn't blindly, he himself is not an arch-conservative who thinks we should blindly import the customs of earlier generations. The, 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 the chinuch today, he thinks, makes a bas mitzvah very beneficial. Therefore, he, again, if the motive is to copy the non-Jews, then that would be, uh, that would be a bad thing. But we, we, we should be done people with He feels that people are well-meaning. They, they mean it at worst for a family celebration, at best as a uh, religious celebration, and it can be wonderful for Chinuch. Ramosha keeps saying it's not wonderful for Chinuch. It doesn't do anything. It just causes Chil Shabbos. But Rav Weinberg feels that, uh, just like the Beis Yaakov movement, it has potential for doing great things in Chinuch, for instilling pride and commitment and, uh, and, and dedication to living a life of Torah and mitzvahs. And therefore, Rav Weinberg says, certainly there is basis to be lenient, he's inclined to be lenient, and certainly if a particular community wants it, then the Rav should not fight it.